0: Welcome to the newest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. This week we have a Supernova recap episode with our special guest, Sean from XCT. How are you going, Sean? G'day, guys. How you going?
1: Ah, uh, good.
0: Pretty I'm good. Glad to be back on again. So, yes, yeah, so when was the last time we had you on the uh, Stanley tribute? Or was that uh, on no. after before Supernova last year? Yeah,
2: so I was uh, on one in between um, that this year, but uh, yeah, um, DJ was just saying um but yeah it's been a year since the stan lee tribute which is uh
3: pretty pretty crazy so yeah i was gonna say we had him on um was it the 100th episode or something like that
1: we haven't even reached the 100 but okay <laughs> holy shit
3: well uh, 50th whatever you know what i mean i was <laughs> I had him on not that long ago
2: yeah i think i think it was about april april may so before, the, uh, I st- before i started doing the the um, rigorous uh, con circuit of uh, June and July, which was like you know six conventions back to back. So, Ooh. so at
1: least
3: at least, I, at least I was aware of this and paid attention.
2: Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, everyone else. <laughs> the, didn't even realise I was here for a year.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what can I say? At least at least at least someone cares about you.
2: Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.
0: Hey, it's not just us. He has a dog. I'm sure the dog cares.
2: No, not really.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, Sean, you must be still hungover from all the um, excitement of Supernova this year?
2: Yeah, so I've, um, I did three conventions back-to-back to, back to finish the convention season. So I was over in New Zealand, did Armageddon, and then uh, the two Supernovas uh, in Adelaide and Brisbane – so, uh, yeah, this, this, um, this week's been detox from, uh, from conventions. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's a good thing, but, um, you know, after that, that week or two of not doing them, uh, they are a bit addictive. So it's like, oh, you know, you're always looking forward to the next one.
3: So are you actually um, looking at people as you walk down the street and going, where's your cosplay? What's going on?
2: A little bit like that, but it was funny. There was an older guy at work uh, at the local council the other day. And he comes in with a supernova bag. I'm like, dude, where did you get that from? It's like, oh, I don't know. Someone must have gave it to me. I'm like, yeah, right. So yeah, I got another person at work that's uh, been going to these conventions and not telling me.
3: <laughs> and we'll have to get pictures of him out there so we can uh, we can track him as he moves around.
0: I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Why would you feel the need to lie about that? Like, if you're listening to this, Sean's coworker, come out, celebrate your geekdom. <laughs>
2: that's that's what I said to him. I've gone, I've gone. Oh, you know, you haven't backed any of my Kickstarters or bought my comics, and he was like, oh, you know, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I was taking uh, my son. I was like, mm, isn't your son fully grown and lives in another state? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, don't interrupt father son time yeah <laughs> I, just, I just like when people kind of lie but you know too much about them for them to actually you know get away with what they're what they're trying to tell you so um look yeah it was, it was funny I had, I had a little bit of fun at his expense but um but yeah now it was all good so
0: maybe um, he had a really embarrassing costume
2: yeah yeah i don't know maybe maybe he likes to uh Dress up as a female cosplayer, I don't know. So I guess in the um council environment, uh there actually there was probably more people interested in pop culture than you would actually think. I think, you know, pop culture these days is um very, very mainstream. But um I, I do think there is a little uh, still a little bit of stigma around uh, you know, attending some of these conventions with some people.
3: Mm-hmm. I have to say there was actually um, an anime nurse at Brisbane and, I'm, and it was such a heavy five o'clock shadow that it was almost catching up with me. And there were also a couple of Disney princesses and that were running around who had fantastic beards.
0: Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of uh, gender swaps this year.
2: And I, I find that um, there's more guys doing it in groups um so it's not just like one one person doing it i had the um the four uh sailor moons come come across and it was a a bunch of guys uh doing it so yeah good good on them that uh you know they're kind of having fun with it and and that type of stuff so um but did you guys hear the the news that uh the supernova uh update
1: i think i vaguely heard about it that they switched the dates around of, of, of the two locations. I think Supernova Gold Coast is having a different date now or something like that?
2: Yeah, correct. So they've got um, Melbourne moving to the first weekend in March, which is, I believe, the 7th and 8th of uh, March. But the Gold Coast one is going to be the 13th and 14th of, uh, of March. Now, if you work that out... The 13th is actually a Friday. So they're doing a full show on a Friday and a Saturday with no Sunday.
0: And it's a Friday the 13th. Yep.
1: <laughs> so... They're really,
0: they're just trying to get bad luck there.
2: <laughs> I reckon this is the beginning of a horror movie. I think the film festival's on at the same time. This is going to end very badly.
0: So we're going to end up with a lot of zombie cosplayers.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Has anyone seen Fanboys vs. Zombies by Boom Studios? This is the beginning.
3: I was actually just thinking I've got the perfect cosplay to wear to it now. I saw saw a picture of someone dressed up as the Grim Reaper, and it was looking spectacular. But then they opened their cloak and held their arms out, and it was the blue screen of death. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice like it
3: so friday the 13th go as the grim reaper and do the blue screen to death that's <laughs> guaranteed to freak some people out
1: or just dress up as clown just dress up as a clown because clowns scare people nowadays yeah and there are a lot
0: of uh pennywise costumes
1: yep
3: <laughs> actually some of the pennywise costumes see i've actually got to give a shout out to all the, the amazing cosplays that happened at brisbane last weekend um the the amount of detail and level of quality has risen dramatically like thank you very much to all those amazing amazing people Pet, there yeah, was the some time, pennywise that were just absolutely outstanding they looked like they could actually have been in the movie
2: yeah the time and effort they go into some of these costumes these days is just you know unbelievable like you know uh, no wonder there's there's people making a profession out of this because the quality of some of their uh, their outfits is just you know second to none
3: it wasn't just the outfits it was like the makeup job there was a lady walking around as pennywise and hands down one of the best costumes of the day but the makeup job that was done was absolutely phenomenal it was so good that she came round the corner and there was a young teenage boy walking along. Who turned around and he saw her, and I almost laughed out loud because of the fact that he wasn't sure whether he was excited, aroused, or petrified. And he stood there, <laughs> kind of looking at her, looking over his shoulder, looking at her. He had a smile but concern on his face at the same time. And I was just sitting down, just going, ah, oh, to be a young nerd. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, um, out of all the, the limited
2: edition prints that we uh, sold over the weekend, our, our and Pennywise one was the, the one that uh, sold the most. Um, so it's surprising how popular um, the movie is has remade those characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, of-
0: I didn't hear nearly as much about It Chapter 2 as I did about It Chapter 1, but I saw a lot more Pennywise um this year's supernova than i did a couple of years ago
2: agreed i think that um you know i guess some movies take a little bit longer to kind of um get that cult following but um yeah i think that one has really really taken off you know that 6 to 9 months kind of after it's been released type of thing
1: speaking of cosplay though what did you guys thought of the gigantic cosplay cosplays we we saw like the uh Guy dressed up in the Warhammer outfit.
0: Well, I can tell Buck's itching to tell us about his favourite cosplay. Am I? Yeah.
3: You're not talking about the um, Sisters of Battle. Of course I am. Um, I'll, I'll admit wholeheartedly right here and now that they were three of the most stunningly beautiful ladies at the entire convention. Their outfits were so phenomenally detailed that looking at it, I could actually picture my um Sisters of Battle miniatures from way back when and yeah. I I I was I would have been quite happy to have just sat and fast in the amazing glory of these beautiful ladies. Kinda of, kinda of made me wish I was the God Emperor. <laughs> uh they no, seriously like um every single aspect of their outfits that I could see were so phenomenally well detailed like there was like there was so so many areas there where when you you do the dry brushing of your miniatures and you sit there and you're watching it and you're putting on all the little blessings and everything like that and these three ladies had them perfectly so yeah thank thank you very much um and a big shout out to all the 40k all, all the 40k quads players um there was Adeptus Mechanicus, um, Inquisition. Um, there was a commissar walking around who I got a photo of, and his outfit was insanely well made, but even he stood in awe of the um, Sisters of battle. He, he commented on them in, himself as well. So, yes, and the um, Ultramarines and weren't out in force this year, but there were a few others in Power Armour.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the guy I uh, usually see at Supernova, who turns up in a full uh, Space Marine power armor, and he has a tech uh, priest following him around.
3: Mm. There was one I uh, I didn't actually get enough of a look at him to work out which um, like which chapter he was trying to portray, but um, I think it think it was a, only sort him a distance a couple of times, and it looked like it. As a dull smoky green color, so I'm thinking Blood Angels is that that was their color, but yeah. Um, from what I could see, it was well done too. And it was that was a huge outfit because he was literally head and shoulders taller than
0: everyone, yeah. It's like that guy we saw, uh, in the the Big Hero 6 costume, dressed as the the balloon guy, B Max. Yeah, that's it we uh, had someone come by our booth dressed as Baymax from Big Hero 6 and he was standing up significantly high and i can't imagine it was comfortable in there because it was quite a warm day
3: that was the one we got the photo of him with the baroness yes yes um i had to I, I have to say that when we'll get the photo when he was cuz he had the head off the outfit as he was walking around and i he looked like he was Wearing a walk-around sauna, the sweat was streaming down his face. Um But I did manage to make him laugh though, because when he was trying to pull the head back onto his costume, I said, "Oh no, Big Harry Six is is eating someone."
2: <laughs> so, how did you guys go uh, go at the convention? I know uh, you guys had a had a table um, there promoting the podcast and
0: everything. How did all that go go for you guys? I think it went quite well for us. We managed to hand out all of our brochures.
3: I I managed to insult at least three people and argue with a few. There were some 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 people were being set up to argue with me by um DJ about Marvel <laughs> being better than DC or something like
1: that. It, it was, it, it, well, the, okay, okay, okay. Before okay. Context here. Um you were saying you were saying something about Marvel movies not being dark enough. And she no, was no, saying, no.
3: That was that was after you set it up and started it all.
1: No, that would no, yeah, I you're no, only I speaking think
2: the someone... truth there. Uh, DJ Marvel is by far better than uh the DC uh universe in the cinematic sense. So, uh, uh, I'm on your on side you there, on your side there, mate. You're only speaking the truth. So,
1: big
3: <laughs> on you, hippie scum. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, okay. Uh, basically, uh, there was okay. Buck and uh, Buck and One person was arguing about how Marvel M- Marvel movies aren't dark enough. Then I and I interjected a bit and I said, "Okay, what about Logan?" And Buck goes, "That's not that dark. That's not really that dark." <laughs> and then, it then wasn't
3: I, dark. It was a bit of a tragedy, but it's not dark.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. It's um, it's was R rated for the violence, not for. Um, the dark context. Um, I or, or, they
3: even I tried them, so they even tried telling me that Deadpool was dark, and it's like, How's that dark? It's a comedy, it's not even a dark comedy, it's yeah, yeah it's just violence. Are they getting confused between R rated and dark?
2: Because yes, they're they're both R rated films, but yeah, I agree with uh, with you, Buck, that uh, they're not um, not dark films,
3: yeah. Like, um, I turn around, I, I it ended up with the lady shaking my hand and going, "Excellent! You can argue, you're not afraid to argue, and I have to agree with your point there." Mind well, Hunters is dark, and what yeah. I was saying isn't dark in oh, comparison. And, uh,
1: there, there was another movie I said that was that that would be another example of dark. Uh, the old Ben Affleck Daredevil.
2: That's not dark. Director's cut is yes. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Director's cut. The the. Uh fox beautiful spin-off crap that they put out first no um but the the um director's cut is gritty is is dark and is actually everything daredevil is supposed to be and and if you watch that i can understand why they picked ben affleck to be batman because um yeah that's a very different film compared to what was put out um originally by
0: fox There are also a lot of uh, of Daredevils this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, which well.
0: there hasn't been a Daredevil movie or TV show for a while, has there? 18 months, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: was there one this year? No. Yes? Yes. I thought they cancelled. Yes, there, there was. They were all cancelled this year. Okay. So, um, but that was very early on. Was it this year or maybe late last year? I can't really remember now, but... um. Uh, There was a lot of um, press around um, bringing back uh, some of those characters into the MCU universe. So um, Charlie Cox was approached to um, play Daredevil again. Um, The guy who plays Kingpin was approached to to come into the Marvel uh, universe as well as um, John Brethel as uh, the Punisher. So, um, yeah.
1: Um, in terms of cancelled, it were Daredevil was Daredevil the series was cancelled last year, November twenty
2: nine. November, yeah. So it
3: was, it was this time last year, yeah. Yeah.
1: They also there was a lot of Spider Man costumes as well this year.
3: Oh, please don't remind me. There was there was a few scary ones as well.
2: Yeah, I feel um, uh, it's, it's Tom Holland, isn't it? that's yeah yeah
1: yeah he he's
2: really made spider man popular again um you know you did see a couple of andrew um garfield ones when those movies come out but nowhere near um the amount that you're saying yeah that we see lately d j with uh with these uh current films and everything and that's to to Tom's credit he's played both um Peter Parker and um spider man really well
3: yeah yeah um the, the scary spider spider-man thing it was there was a couple of guys who were walking around that that you could i can appreciate the fact that they were in a full lycra outfit so they were getting very hot and sweaty just yeah it wasn't a very pretty sight watching scrawny guys walking around with lycra stuck in uncomfortable places when you look up from the table
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that's the, that's
2: that's the thing uh people don't realize is that uh we're at that um, awkward height of uh, looking at uh, rather tall people if they're in uh, that type of gear, um, right Right with their junk almost in our face, which is, yeah. Yes, but it- uh,
0: rating system for cosplay seems to be heavily biased towards items that cover up the body. <laughs>
1: I hate, um, hate travelling the Spider-Man costume in the bus <laughs> just sitting down. And you're like, oh, God.
3: I Well, see, like, one particular Spider-Man, he walked past our booth a couple of times, didn't say hello even though I said hello to him, and then he was talking to the booth across from us and looking at some of their stuff and repeatedly bent over to look at stuff in his bag and it was just, yeah, you just didn't know. You, you, you We're trying to look everywhere else bar at him, but, yeah. It's like when someone
2: says "don't look at something." It's like hypnotism. It just keeps pulling you back in. That
3: hole is a vortex. Uh, yeah. it was just
0: not a not a PTSD. pretty sight.
1: I think we PTSD at
0: this point. DJ, you're a bit far from your mic. Oh
1: dear God! uh I, this year was a uh, this year was interesting with um. With supernova, it was a it was full phantom, um, this year, which was interesting.
0: Yes, we had three men and a Kermit ventriloquist puppet dressed as different areas of Phantom.
3: Um, there were a few other people doing uh, Phantom. There was one person I did see walking around that was doing uh, Mr. Walker, and I have to say I was I was impressed because wearing the outfit he he was wearing was actually pretty impressive but he had the build for it so he was doing mr walker in africa um so or bengali or wherever it is sorry um so he had the white shirt with the sleeves rolled up and the slacks and everything like that but the shirt was undone part way down the chest and he but he had the sunglasses on all day and the hat but he also had the phantom rings on I was
2: surprised at how many people were were there to actually see Billy Zane. There was uh, quite a large um, phantom following. So, um, you know, it's been interesting to see some of the guests supernovas been getting out lately with, you know, John Travolta, uh, Billy Mm -hmm. Zane, uh, you know, then then they've had Chris Hemsworth and Stephen Amell out over the last couple of years, as well as, uh, you know, um, Chuck Norris and, yeah, it's quite quite big names uh, in there, yeah.
3: But yeah, um please don't overlook um Deborah Ann Wall and some of the remarkable ladies that they had as well.
2: Yeah, I have to say, um I don't get photos often, but I had to get a photo with Deborah. Um, she's not only an amazing actress, I'm a big uh Dead Evil fan. I did watch uh True Blood with with my wife who who loved that series as well. Um, and yeah, it was uh she's not only a great actress, but absolutely beautiful and friendly, uh, as well. So I've got my, uh, my little, uh, little photo. So, yeah.
3: I know, um, the guys at the Sons of Obi-Wan team, um, were absolutely enthralled when they got their photo. Um, I've never seen a smile that big on anyone's face as, um, ah, uh, I feel bad now. I forgot his name. Um, the head of the, their team. When they got their photo taken, he 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 was absolutely smitten. He he was saying, "She's a beautiful person." Yeah, as, you as need, need to see. Being.
2: You need to see that photo on Instagram. <laughs> They've got that up on their their Instagram page. So check out the sons of Obi Obi, Obi- one on our uh, Instagram and that photo. It's uh yeah, you, I don't think you've seen a, a smile as big as as big as that on someone. So, um, but yeah, it's been been uh, really good to to have a good different mixture of uh you know all age groups for for guests as well um you know cuz Billy Zane's not only been the phantom but he's been in, you know titanic for the, for the girls and um you know other films as well
0: yes we had some uh, acquaintances go to Billy Zane with a copy of a dvd copy of titanic the movie the play which is something they performed recently and uh, they gave it to Billy Zane and he was just like, I don't do bootlegs. And they're like, no, this is a, a play we did based on the movie. And he autographed it. Yeah.
3: Wow. You that's amazing. In it. So yeah. Um, out of all the, all the different stars they had there, who was your standout that you loved the most this year? Though
2: For me, it was Deborah. Um, I didn't really um, see uh, anyone else? Um, you know, I, I, th- I would have liked to have seen uh, John Travolta, but 210 dollars for a, a auto and two hundred and fifty for a photo was uh, was quite um, expensive and more than I could kind of justify to to kind of um, meet someone for a very short amount of amount of time. So um, yeah, Deborah was uh, really the only one that I went and saw, but I was lucky enough to. Um, have the red Power Ranger come past my stall on Sunday? Um, and uh, he really liked um, some of the Power Ranger prints um, that we were selling. And and you know, he's uh, t- I've touched base with him after the convention to maybe uh, doing some uh, artwork for him, which is kind of cool. So,
1: which um, which the which series Power Ranger or was he?
2: It's the latest one, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's with uh, uh, the uh, like the star star face. I'm not, I'm not, not too good with my Power Rangers, so. One day, yes, Power Rangers.
1: Uh, the recent ones, Beast Morphers, and there's Ninja Steel. Uh,
2: the Supernova still have their um, their uh, guest list up? For they're probably taking the guest list down. For, for no um.
3: Probably still got it up on Facebook. It's well, it's up there permanently, unless they delete right. it. Oh.
1: oh, yeah. I, I got well. it. I've got Jason Isaacs. So... Ah, oh, Adam Tiermin. It, was it Adam Tiermin
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I believe I'm so bad with names. Pretty good with faces, but uh, yeah, names I'm pretty, pretty bad with. I um, hope we can edit all this out when we are. When this goes no, live, no. This or, is actually no.
3: This is going live.
2: Yep. Uh, yep. going live.
0: Great, All the awkward great. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember
2: <laughs> name that's coming and, coming and spoken to me. That's uh, just a uh, yep.
1: great uh, job. Uh, there,
0: great job uh, there, Sean. So <laughs> I'm just going to extract this audio and forward it on to, and we find out the uh, the person.
1: Yep. There we go. Yep. It's Adam. Adam two Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's I'll it. Let, yeah. I'll...
0: I let Adam know you forgot who he is already. <laughs> no, please, please don't yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, so he was he was super nice um and uh and it, 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 he's the Red Ranger, isn't he? Yeah. That almost looks like purple. Um but uh yeah, no, he was super nice. It was uh really really nice to to kind of um uh meet him and and you know, him stop by and Say say how good our artwork and everything was. So you know, it's um not often that you get uh you know the celebrities walking the floor, um and even uh, less uh you know when they, they they actually stop to say say something nice. Uh, so I really appreciate that and um yeah.
3: Actually, I'm talking about a celebrity walking the floor and stopping and admiring um, someone's artwork. Um, did you hear what we managed what? the DJ actually managed to have organized for um Jamie Johnson.
2: Yeah, so I did see uh the post and everything with um uh Billy Zane stopping by his um his table and getting photos and uh commenting on all of his uh um covers and everything for for fruit, which is uh absolutely amazing. So
1: my best moment was um, after taking a photo, after posing with Jamie, uh, Jamie immediately went to the table and he was trying he was trying to get Billy's attention. And uh, I just went like, oh, Mr. Zane. And he, and Billy just turned back to Jamie and Jamie said, can you sign this DVD? And I was going, that was a good moment. <laughs> it will be missed. Then you will not know who the hell I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the most power you will ever have over someone.
3: <laughs> but the good thing is you used it for good.
2: It's like that moment in history where, you know, uh you'll you'll never be written about or or remembered, but uh, you know, you were there or you can tell everyone you were there whether they believe you or not. Yeah. Another thing.
0: Yes. In 30 years people will say, Where were you when Billy Zane signed Jamie Johnson's thing. <laughs> I
1: was like, I was there. <laughs> a little tear in my eye i was there that was me <laughs> yeah
3: man, actually i have like... to I have to say one person i um did miss it on scene that i was hoping to see um was julie benz um for those who don't recognize the name she was um rita bennett in dexter um she was the wife in no ordinary family and the mum. i can't remember a name in that um she was also in um, *Boondock Saints* too, as the FBI agent. So, yeah, been yeah. been in a number of different um, TV series and movies. And, yeah, just she's always been one of those actresses that's she does some amazingly insane stuff. Yeah, but always seems to be having fun.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, from uh, *Buffy and Angel*. Um back in back in the day so but you see also been on you know supernatural csi law and all been on in quite a quite a few things
3: yeah
1: so uh sean you've been you, so you've been at supernova for the for all three days saturday must have been the busiest of the of them all wasn't it
2: yeah yeah the, that's not unusual saturday always the the busiest days in most most conventions um Fridays are fairly quiet because you got people that work uh are at uni or school uh all that type of stuff which you know makes the the Gold Coast one so interesting you know, how do you get people to that convention at 11am when you know you've got work school so on and so forth um but uh yeah Friday and uh Friday wasn't too bad and and Sunday was was a little bit quiet especially towards the end of the end of the day but um but that's not not un, not unusual so
1: so do you sell any um sell any of the uh cop, any of your comics on...
2: yeah so uh sold um one of my uh terra olympus uh books thank you dj um well, <laughs> uh but no sold a sold a bunch of um xct so um which is which is really great um i'm only the only about sixty books off um selling six and a half thousand now so um they're they're still selling quite well um you know this time around I've had uh, we had a couple of new uh, customers buy stuff but we did have several returning customers so that's always really really nice to see when people come back and and are buying the the issues that uh, they've missed or catching up on on ones that they don't have so um, you know, I'm always grateful um for, for people trying out uh out my comic and um you know it's it's great to see that even you know, I didn't even realise, but it's five it was five years in October that I've been doing it. So um yeah, you know, it's pretty, pretty, uh pretty cool to be know that I'm still releasing new comics uh from this series, you know, half a decade in type of thing. So nice, nice,
1: nice. So um What else can we say about Supernova?
3: Um You guys still haven't said what what your most favourite part of Supernova was yet. For me, yeah.
1: Oh, um, I don't know. For, for me it was just seeing seeing old friends again. You know, like seeing good old Sean after all, in person after all this after, after all this time. You know, um, seeing like um also guys like Super T and Sons of Obi Wan after all like after all. Um. What else did I? Have? Meeting new people as well. I met some new artists at the um artist alley, and um also met some new pe met some people at uh ZQ Racing where I won the um mouse pad. Oh, not mouse pad, mouse mat from them of their Wheel of Fortune game.
0: A mouse mat is just a big mouse pad, so <laughs> yeah. You're close enough. But yeah. It's more than just a pad. It's a mat. Yeah, I suppose you don't wipe your shoes off on a door pad.
1: <laughs> uh, this is going to be one of those GIF and Jaff moves, uh, Jeff moments again.
0: <laughs> I like that every time you bring up the GIF argument, you get the pronunciation get you don't Even <laughs> you, you don't even have the most common pronunciations.
1: Is it, ga- is, is it GIF? Is <laughs> JIF?
0: We, uh, we are going back into this. I love
1: it. <laughs> we, we had this conversation last time I was on. Oh, too funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, one the, of these um, days
3: you'll get your own jokes and we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then they'll make a jiff out of it. <laughs> they'll make a jiff out of that joke. Oh,
2: no.
3: <laughs> Heck, he actually got—he actually got the pronunciation right. He doesn't even realize it.
1: <laughs> it um, well, well, who else have we been? We also met the Fortress guys as well, and they were—they were pretty cool. Although, although it was pretty, like I said, it was pretty quick. It was pretty short, though, which was pretty. I was like, ah, should have stayed for a long, should stayed longer.
0: They changed their name, didn't they? They're not the Fortress anymore.
1: That's right. They're now the fandom Zone. That's right. Yeah, they said to do a soft rebranding, which is, which is, not, which is pretty nice.
0: Yep. I
3: have to say, it's quite, quite funny. They walked past, the, past our booth and I'm, I saw them and I was like, "Hey, Oh, I know you. I'm like, hey, how are you going? They're looking at me like, who are you?
1: <laughs> I think because of the beard, they're kind of like, wow, you look different. <laughs> I had the beard last year. Yeah. Okay. I Must just
3: have... didn't stalk them as much as you did.
1: <laughs> but um yeah the, the, uh, but yeah the fandom zone were cool to talk to as well um who who did i speak to as well oh i spoke to the uh guy who did wolf creek john john barrett
0: jared, jared. Oh, john jared. jared. yeah yeah
1: yeah oh he's he's a nice person to talk to he's nice like, i was asking him a couple of the wolf creek questions like how long did it take for you to do the um do the the evil laugh and he said it took him six months to refine that whole laugh wow
0: (laughs) oh he's from the uh the old movie of it isn't he not the reboot
1: there's a reboot
3: yeah he's from the the, um original wolf creek that had um what's the name from america in it they filmed only a couple years ago
0: yeah it's like 10 years old now i think yeah but um Ten or fifteen years old, and it's about a guy serial killing a bunch of backpackers.
2: Yep. Well, Wolf Creek too. That was only a couple of years. Is only a couple of years old.
0: Okay. And, I thought there was a TV series as well.
2: And and then there's a TV series as well. Um, and I believe he might be in that. Yeah,
1: he was in that too. Yeah, um, he's
2: in that as well. So, yeah, because um, Dustin Clare uh is a guy uh the guy who played Sparta, uh, Gannicus out of Spartacus um he's like a, like one of my favourite actors type of thing. So um he was in that as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I have to say I still have I still prefer a lot of his earlier work with um that most amazing. TV show from
0: Australia um, play school <laughs> that's right yep yep um, here's Big Ted sharpening his knives
3: <laughs> well I, I, you can see him doing something like that but he's not allowed to because of copyright and the ABC did sue but yeah <laughs> um, yeah no, I still remember I still remember watching play school with my um, nephews and nieces at different times and yeah I still look back and like, Where's John Jarrett? He was always fun.
1: Uh, I will say this though, he um, <laughs> he is doing a he is doing a um, crowdfunding. Um, he's doing a movie that's crowdfunded, and it's a pretty good movie to uh, the, from what I've heard the plot about. Uh, but yeah, so he was talking about his um his time at, at, at playing in Tarantino films as well, and he said that T- Tar- um both Tarantino and Macla- and Gary McLean uh great um directors
2: so this new new project is working on is that um up up on crowdfunding now like kickstarter or or indiegogo do, do you yeah, know or
1: yeah it's called um what about sal i'll post up the uh, link
2: what about
0: sal so? okay
2: so moving on now uh, professor what was your highlight <laughs> of um
0: of the convention mate well i didn't get out to uh look at things much but I really enjoyed seeing the cosplayers come past our table, especially the uh, the 40k ones. Like Buck was saying, the Sisters of Battle were really well done and it made it even better that there was a, a fire team of Sisters of Battle. Like To have people who are, who are good enough, for, it, it takes confidence to dress up as a character for an event. Having a group of friends who will also dress up as that character and go and hang out with you, that's really special to have. But uh, yeah. it was a guy playing a mad scientist type figure who had a really, um, really cool gizmo built out of retro tech, which I liked. Stuff like Nixie tubes and radio valves.
3: Actually, I just remembered one of the cosplayers that did stand out to me. Um, we were talking about the Daredevil ones before, a lot of people walking around pretending they were blind with. It's a makeup on to make it look like beaten up. There was a guy walking around who was actually blind, and he had the cane. Wow. And yeah, I, I was sitting there, and I was like, I don't know if he's actually cosplaying as Daredevil or if he's just is blind. And then just a few other things he did, yeah. Like, like, he actually took his glasses off, and, yeah, I could see he actually was blind. And I was like, full kudos, making use of an opportunity to just be the coolest person in the room.
2: See, I reckon that's um that's awesome, and and a, a reason why more characters with um impairments—I uh, don't want to say say disabilities, impairments—you um, know—should sh- you know be on TV and and uh, be superheroes and everything because to be able to cosplay that um and use that impairment as part of your cosplay is, is awesome.
3: So. Yeah, like there was, um, I think it was last year, there was a guy going around, or a young fellow, I should say, um, cosplaying um, Professor X. I don't know if you guys saw him. In a wheelchair?
2: No, I didn't see him. But, no. yeah, I've, I have seen a couple of those those before, which is kind of cool. Um, there's been, you know, a couple online where, you know, uh, fathers have made, you know, starships, like, you know, the Millennium Falcon or whatever, around.
1: get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince slash upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty five day returns on your next order that's quince slash upgrade
2: and the wheelchair and stuff so um mm-hmm. you know thinking outside the box for those type of things is is really cool so how did you guys like being behind the table rather than uh walking around and everything like that did you find yeah, you know, Anything different or, or, or something that sticks out to you that, that surprised you or anything like that? Or um, was it about what you expected? Well, um, the
0: reactions of the people were pretty good. Um, the one Buck and I think stands out is uh, this girl who has been about 15 or 16. And we were explaining some of the different podcasts to her. And then she saw the one about <laughs> she saw Flew from Papa, which is about dogs. And she just got this pure bliss facial expression.
3: Yes, I remember that one. She she's walking past and um she was looking at some of the banners I had behind me. Um and one in particular called a Ryan that was um and then they effed. And then she was looking and I said, Oh, do you listen to podcasts at all? And she's I'd like to. And so she was looking at the bits and pieces and I was going through and I, I noticed that she's reasonably young. So I was directing her more to the Disney versus Disney debates, that sort of stuff, rather than the um, less than um, parent friendly podcasts, as her mum and dad were right behind her. And then she wasn't looking all that excited about most of them. And then, yeah, I come across on there and then we've got Flew from Papa and her Jaw dropped, massive smile, eyes lit up like it was Christmas day, and she was just straight out. She's walking away holding the the, the flyer with all the information, and she was just holding it like a Japanese businessman who just got the business card of his life. And I was just, I was just going, well, I could go home now, and I'm happy like that. Nothing's going to be better than that.
2: Yeah, I think that that feeling never ever gets gets old. That uh, when they walk past and do a double take or Pick up the the comic and and look look through the comic and and you can really tell that they're they're really excited and and into it. I think yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't think anything can kind of beat that feeling that gives that gives you type of thing.
3: Yeah. So Fluff and Papa, I'm pretty sure you guys have got a, at least one new listener. Like, there's probably quite a few from over the weekend, but there's a young lady up there. There's a young lady out there that was absolutely smitten with the just the mere concept. So, yes, yeah,
0: you could tell. Um, I think Zane set out of the booth quite well. You could tell by watching people walk past exactly when they got through reading the banners and got to and then they effed, which is a mm. dirty fan fiction podcast by uh, the Baroness, who we mentioned earlier, and a few others. You could tell they'd be just be kind of looking just eyes glazed over, taking it in, and they'd get to one particular angle and see that and uh, immediately do a double take, which makes me think we should make our title dirty so that we get more people looking at us. And
3: I I have to say, um, it was actually the ladies who were the most excited about that particular podcast. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but... um, kudos to the ladies for exploring that side of their personality um i think women are a
2: little bit more open and and uh comfortable with that than than guys are especially if there's uh three guys behind a table and they're asking to get uh get that uh podcast uh pamphlet off for you guys
3: (laughs) um well it was actually At one point, I was actually glad I was behind the table because there was a group of girls and they were all excited about that and they started arguing about um, what's their favourite fan fiction. And at that point, it was only me and the Baroness behind the table and they were were arguing about all the different types of fan fiction and all this sort of stuff. And I only found out apparently on Saturday that there was apparently um, Winnie the Pooh fan fiction and (laughs) stuff like that. And I'm just like, no and i was just, uh, uh yeah yeah and the, the girls were all excited and they started talking about all these different things and i was just like no, the, no. The,
1: the, Buck, buck. here's the thing think of fan fiction uh, as the
3: um don't make me hurt you 34 don't make me hurt you
0: <laughs> yeah try not to get rusted on with um the baroness because your mind will be scarred <laughs> you will find out things that no man was ever supposed to know I don't mean man is in the race of men, tolkien <laughs> sort of thing.
3: Um, I, I will say right now, thank you very much to the Baroness. She's a, a beautiful person, and she helped make our booth happen. And I
0: personally enjoyed the time that I managed to spend with her. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Just that your mind will be forever altered.
1: <laughs>
0: that was the Professor
1: Baroness, yep.
3: not... Not backwards. That no, was the professor. <laughs>
1: uh, I've, I've got nothing to say. I wasn't there. I don't know what just happened. So yeah. Um. Well, uh, a couple of new booths that came up this year though, which was interesting. Like the um hacker space.
3: Was it hack? Was it really a hacker space?
1: Yes. Where people See, pe- can...
3: people are taking the term hacking, and they're applying to all sorts of things now. Like they have hackathons, and it's. It's not hacking as it used to be back in the old days. Now they're trying to find solutions to things. Hacking was about delving into the code and wiring of things and making shortcuts. These days, it's
0: very weird. It was about doing things to see if you could. And then cracking became a thing, which was doing things maliciously for gain. And well, no, 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 no,
3: no. Um, cracking as it started out wasn't maliciously. It was about just trying to make it so that you could... And you know, That was how um, a lot of the um, fan-developed pages for games started, was through cracking. Because they cracked the code and you could write new maps.
0: Okay. Well, either way, the media mixed things up for us. So these days, everyone thinks of hackers wearing hoodies in a dark room on the dark web, trying to steal your bank account. We're not all evil.
1: So, yeah, the Hackerspace group, um, table was an interesting one. We get to look at 3D printing and some of the creations they did. And they, wow, they were amazing to look at. I think I introduced the professor to the group as well.
0: Yeah, I hadn't seen them when I came in, but um, I've been meaning to make my way down there for quite a while, but it's a bit out of the way for me. So I'm hoping to get down there now that I'm moving and uh, maybe find a time to drop in.
2: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to really walk around the ex- section. Um, I always seem to spend most of my time either behind the table or in in Artist Alley, uh, having a look at what other the other artists and creators are, are kind of doing. Um, yeah, I never really kind of get up and around all the the different exhibitors these days. So it's kind of good to hear that there are a few different ones because it did seem for quite a while there, there was just the same uh, exhibitors, you know, every, every year type of thing. Yeah.
3: There was actually one thing I did actually see in, uh, so I didn't wander around all the time. I spent most of the time at the booth. But um, there was a couple that were drawing on um, hats. So they had like trucker style hats that were plain white and you could choose artwork. Like they were sitting there drawing it freehand in front of you and they had oh, some yeah. ones that they had already finished and others that they were like you could probably request something and they were just sitting there drawing with these um pen bottles on these caps and it was uh, that was, it was actually quite impressive like it was really good quality artwork i didn't get the name of who they were though
1: i think i know who you're talking about um was it arts and Tats or something i well as I, saw... I said
3: i didn't get their name
1: because fo- uh, um they I fo- uh, because um we now have a, our Instagram page and um uh, yeah and I showed them our Instagram page and say follow us as well so yeah they can just find them
3: because because everyone always just follows the Instagram page when they get some the scary looking little guy come up to them and say <laughs> follow uh, us
1: uh, airbrush tats and caps that's what it's called
3: okay but yeah like huh. full kudos to those guys like. So, like you, you walk around Artist Alley and you see some of the guys like Jamie Johnson actually doing like just drawing to keep busy because they're bored or doing commissions and so forth. And this it's always mind-boggling how amazingly beautiful the artwork that they do is. But then walking past these guys doing the hats and it was just like crap. That is literally one of the coolest things I've seen today. Like that was. Yeah, that's a game changer. Like they they're actually drawing on the hats. Like I, I'd love to see them doing stuff on shirts and that as well. But yeah, that was just fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's always good to see um, uh, new things and and that. So uh, well, it's funny that you said uh, tees because if you go to his website, he does do t-shirts. Does he? Uh, yeah. So he's got uh, airbrush caps, uh, poster prints, and graffiti tees.
3: Ah, okay. Um. So... I only I only saw the hats just briefly as I was trying to find someone at the time, and there was um a couple. There was a couple of scary Spiderman walking past in Lycra. <laughs> a...
1: yeah. it, it, two things I'll scare Buck from now on: Super Smash Brothers and Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> uh, it's not Spider-Man, It's just the the Lycra. <laughs> like guys, if you're going to wear Lycra. Wear a pair of shorts or something over the top or underneath so that the junk's covered and hidden. No, especially guys, don't, don't the, listen. Especially to if him. you're going to be hot and sweaty. <laughs> and let it all hang out, through.
2: guys. Let it all hang out.
3: And if you do, don't, don't listen. And you're at the convention, go to the Comics to the Movies booth and XCC <laughs> and go after Sean. He loves looking at that.
2: Right. You, know, you can come and buy as much as you want off me, and I'll walk you straight over. A buck, and we can all rub ourselves
3: up against him.
0: He'll he'll we'll love it, guys. Don't you worry about that. So, next year, we're going to have Sean leading a bunch of twerking Spider-Man.
1: Oh my god,
0: that will be the best thing ever! Now, I just
2: need to
3: pick my theme song. Okay, next year, I'm buying myself a gun. <laughs>
1: Uh, but Buck, you will be banned if you buy a gun. <laughs> you won't be able to Aye. go in.
0: <laughs> they sell guns in the uh in the store.
1: Yeah, but not live live ammo gun. They have Nerf bullets. Yeah, but Nerf bullets don't do anything. They are just Nerf bullets. They do
0: if you get them in the eye. Which eye? Especially. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, just,
3: hey, if you put if you put a um needle into the end of it, it hurts even more.
2: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> He's thought too much about
0: this. I've heard of people using ball bearings, but never needles. Ah. You're disturbing, Buck. Yeah, that's another level, isn't it? That
2: is another level.
0: I I had a
1: butcher bird used to hang hang around. Do you want to deal with
3: it? I used to have a butcher bird that used to hang around and try and catch the wrens and finches that would sit outside my kitchen window. And I'm not allowed to shoot a normal gun because I'm living in a suburban area. But I can shoot a Nerf gun. And oh, I surprisingly, I almost got it a couple of times.
2: Oh, I'm glad you didn't get it. <laughs> well I didn't have
3: ne- I didn't have a needle in the end. It was just the, the actual just the the actual normal dart.
2: Ah, oh, okay. You should have clarified that at the start, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought you had the, had the needle in it.
3: No, no, <laughs> no. My my um, nephews and nieces play up my Nerf guns as well, and if I forgot to take the needle out, I would be in trouble then. You, you'd have kids kids walking around with darts hanging off of them with needles in the end.
0: Mum, have you ever seen that video of the uh, the drunk guy with his hand on the dartboard? Yes, they're like they're trying to do the um throw the dart between the fingers thing or something like that, but he's got his hand right up on the dartboard and it just funks right into the middle of his hand, and he just kind of looks at it like. Oh that's in- interesting,
3: yeah, it doesn't feel that way when you're sober.
2: we've all been drunk and done silly things.
0: you might have the d j hasn't
1: i've never, uh, I've been w- drunk once, and that was it.
3: he's done lots of silly
0: things, but it's not sober, yeah, he realized that if he gets drunk, he becomes too silly.
1: I don't know about that he you has know... to
0: restrain himself for the good of humanity.
1: <laughs>
3: And I just do silly things just because it's fun. Um, I don't need to be drunk.
1: <laughs> there was also another store that I went to where um, it was called Shoot It First Jewelry. That was interesting as well. Where they use bull- um, spent bullets and they make um, jewelry out of them. Like okay. they've got, yeah, they've got tw- um, jewelry from the 12 gauge shotgun to the studs.
3: To the studs.
1: To, to the um, 9mm um, and bullet pins as well. They made so, yeah. There's there are some other interesting stalls I've been hanging. they have been starting up. So yeah, that's did quite
0: you, cool.
3: Did you find one with your name on it?
1: Nah, no. Nah. I did find one with your name on it though, Buck.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not running away if it wants to find me.
1: <laughs> oh, um, but the anything else? Ha- um, uh, oh, how was Sunday though? Um, Sean.
2: Sunday for me was uh was pretty quiet. So, um yeah i got to to do my photo with uh with deborah and then i uh, went and saw her after i got my photo uh which was kind of cool i had um a friend help me at the stand Kimberly Clark who is an author uh, herself so she's got a um a half comic half um uh story um called infernum which is has been really popular and a really good um uh change to the the medium where it's both story and uh or novel and and graphic novel so she was helping me out at uh at the stall and and everything but um yeah sunday sunday was fairly quiet but again that's not uh not unusual um i packed up uh pretty much uh right on right on six o'clock and and headed to the airport and i uh, was home uh about midnight that night, uh, so which was pretty good to get back to the family after three three weekends in a in a row being away. So,
1: yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything else, uh, other than fellas, before we uh... hang
3: on? Who's who's hosting this week?
0: Yeah,
1: professor. Okay, <laughs> because everyone's so quiet, it's just like anything else. But Do we are
0: else? starting to get towards the end. So, DJ, would you like to tell us who won our giveaway?
1: Um, Our giveaway—it was drum roll, please. Uh, Jessica, she Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild as as the name's been announced. Uh, she will be taking away our lovely prize—a gift bag full of prizes.
0: That's very informative. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't want to ruin the surprise. Everyone uh, saw
0: it anyway. They know what's in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So why don't you tell us what it is? Remind us all what Jessica won.
1: So she's won a cap and a keychain because of Sons of Obi-Wan. She's won a toy set, a Lego set and um, Avengers stickers from Super T, a comic book set from, Sh- from our own Sean. Um what else has she won? A couple of cards from, from us, the nerds amalgamated, and a tote bag.
3: Um and the travel mug and there's yeah. also some earbuds from um Musical he Me
1: Everything. everything I know. Ah yes. So yeah, that uh, will be coming to her as soon as possible. Yes. So uh, thanks Sean for the uh for the comics by the way.
2: That's no that's no problem at all and um yeah, uh as always I appreciate uh, you guys having me on and uh wanted to let you your listeners know that uh, if they listen to this within the next 48 hours uh we're having a 40% off sale on our online store uh which is at com dot au, and all they need to do is enter 400F um, in the coupon um code and um they'll get 40% off uh everything uh in our online store so um that is just for your listeners uh as well as um my email list so yeah thanks again for for having me guys I always uh always appreciate coming
0: on so thanks very much Sean we'll uh make sure that, to let you know when we put this up so you can activate the sale so um did you guys have any time to play any games this week?
3: Um I didn't actually get around to playing anything new. I, I was got caught up with playing um Call of Duty, World War Two. Um, having fun flying a plane. So I got up to the Ardennes Forest, Battle of the Bulge. And there's the leading to that we actually have to fly a um plane through um part of a as part of a bombing raid and you're in a I think it's a P-51. So, yeah, quite, quite interesting controlling that and trying to shoot down um, German ME-109s. And racing through the back area of the, the battleground and having to do stealth kills as many as much as possible on the German soldiers, quite, in, quite, quite a lot of fun with that.
0: I've been playing the Zombies mode and I found a favourite weapon, which is the Thunderbus. You take a blunderbuss and upgrade it, and it becomes a sort of a single-shot grenade launcher. But the grenades are rainbows, <laughs> and fireworks, oh, so and
3: it's set for uh, Marvel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what about you, Sean? Did you play anything?
2: Uh, no, but tomorrow, um, being my last day off, I am getting uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and I will be playing the shit out of that. Oh, whoops, am I going to say that on the podcast? It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've <laughs> said worse um, things. Yeah, re- really, really looking forward to that. I'm a, a massive, massive uh, Star Wars fan, so been been looking forward to, to playing that one for a while, so... Um, uh, another reason why it's kind of cool for the the conventions to end, um, I can get back to, to to doing some of this cool stuff and playing some of these new cool games that come out.
1: Oh, but then here's my pro- here's my concern though with um, Star Wars and EA games. loot oh, here
2: boxes. We
0: go. Well, don't want to hear it. On EA? Move, moving on.
2: Hang,
1: <laughs>
3: hang on, hang on, hang on.
0: Folks, you I thought I went to a different studio.
1: Nope, it's EA.
0: Okay.
3: More importantly, folks, you all heard him say it. He said loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, get ready, Spanky. I'm going to be slapping you next time I see you.
1: <laughs> but they're, they're not loot boxes. They're, they're, they're surprise so that's not what
3: you That's not what you said,
1: though. I know.
0: If you wanted to say surprise mechanics, you could have said surprise mechanics.
3: <laughs> yeah, go, you're going to be getting a surprise and it's not going to be a mechanic.
0: <laughs> so what have you played, DJ?
1: I, I haven't been playing anything man. I've just been busy with assignments and all Slack uh, Gotta
3: lazy. give him Gotta give him some space there Like with everything has been happening He's had had a um, Assignment due last week, he's got one this week We had Supernova Yeah, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him credit like He's He's been working his scary little Fingers to the bone
2: you get to pass this week?
3: Fuck. Yeah, normally, normally I'll pay out on him, <laughs> but yeah. i got I got to give him credit. Like The amount of work he's been doing, he's doing quite well.
0: Anyway, uh, let's get on to the shout-outs for tonight. Of course, we'd like to thank the Sons of Obi-Wan, Sean and Super T for their contributions to our Bag of Holding giveaway, along with uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know for their headphones. And... We'd just like to thank the Podfather and the Baroness for helping us get to Supernova and providing us with the booth to host our presence on Saturday.
3: And, and argue with people.
0: Yeah, not that Buck needed help getting into arguments.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, but it was fun.
0: We'd also like to give a shout-out to the uh, the Fieries who are working hard to save homes and lives on the well, just about half of the east coast of Australia at the moment. All up and down, New South Wales and Queensland. Thankfully, I think I saw that there's going to be thunderstorms uh, in the next few days, so hopefully that will help take the... I was going to say take the heat off, but that's a bit on the nose, isn't it?
3: Well, I think they'd be probably be happy to have some of the heat taken off as well because wearing all that gear does get pretty hot.
0: Yeah. yeah. right. We're saying cosplayers are hot. Cosplayers aren't in a bushfire. Yes.
1: Mm. Speaking of um, hot though, um, like you were saying about the sons of everyone, they were going through the, oh through... uh,
3: yeah, they um they posted some videos on the drive back, um, they were doing some live live, um, streaming, and showing the uh, some of the areas they're driving through was they, there's still flames on either side of the road.
1: It's gotta give them props for being, for being that brave.
3: Well, it's not a matter of being brave, you if it was bad, you wouldn't be allowed to get through there at all.
0: Yeah. yeah, so usually try to close the highway if they think it's not going to be safe to uh, drive through. Yes. Unless it, that doesn't unless, stop it flashes through,
3: unless it flashes through very quickly. Um I remember years ago going to Sydney and there was some pretty big bushfires out west of Sydney and literally driving in on the M1 or whatever it is, coming down from the ranges. And um, this is five, four or five lanes each way in the cutting. and. Yeah, while we we're driving through, the fire actually caught up over the top, and it actually leapt across the freeway from one side to the other, and that's like fifty meters across, I think it was at the top. And the flames literally were going, went from one side all the way across to the other. And yes, I was very nervous, and a bit of poo may have come out.
0: Okay, we didn't need to know that, but okay.
3: <laughs> I if you when, if you ever find yourself in a situation with a bushfire flying across the top of your head. I challenge you to not be feeling that scared.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, our remembrances. So we have two for the 11th of November, 1918. George Lawrence Price, a Canadian soldier, who is recognized as the last soldier of the British Empire to be killed during World War One. He was shot by a German sniper as he stepped out of a house into, into the street. He was treated by a young Belgian nurse, but died at 10.58 a.m. on November 11th, two minutes before the armistice came into effect. He died at 25 in ville sur something like that. It's French. No one can pronounce that. <laughs> and on the same day and very close to the same time, we have Henry Gunther, the American soldier, and believed to be the last um, soldier killed during World War I. As they approached the roadblock prior to 11am, Gunther decided to get up against the orders of his sergeant and charge the Germans with his bayonet. The Germans, who knew about the armistice approaching, tried to wave him away and he kept going and fired at them, so they shot him and he was killed instantly at 10.59am. He died at 23. I don't know what was going on in his head, but... To come that close and mess
1: it up. <laughs> you sure his
3: surname wasn't Epstein?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no. #Epstein didn't kill himself.
0: <laughs> because in this case, Gunford definitely didn't kill himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although here's the funny thing: I was reading, I was reading his bio. He was basically doing all this to get his um to get his rank back.
0: Yeah, sure, disobeying direct orders and mucking around like that would make everyone happy with him.
1: <laughs> because the funniest part was, uh, as soon as he died, he got, re- he got reinstated as a sergeant. I'm going, you did all this, get your rank back. You.
0: So he got his rank back for being a bit of an idiot.
1: Yep.
3: <laughs> That's proof that America promotes and rewards the biggest idiot amongst them.
0: And on the 11th of November, 1973, we have Archuri Ilmari Vertanen, the Finnish chemist and recipient of the 1945 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his research and inventions in agricultural and nutrition chemistry, especially for his fodder preservation methods. He developed methods to improve milk production and preserve butter. He died of pneumonia at 78 in Helsinki. And for our famous birthdays, we have... On the 11th of November, 1951, Kim Peek, the American savant, who's inspired the character Raymond Babbitt in the movie Rain Man. And on the same day in 1948, we have Vincent Chiavelli, the American actor, noted for, uh, described as the man with the sad eyes. He, he linked his unique facial appearance and tall stature to Marfan syndrome. Anyway, Vincent Chiavelli played the subway ghost in Ghost, Organ Grinder in Batman Returns, and Dr. Kaufman in Tomorrow Never Dies. He was also uh, the Harkonnen mentor Yannick Kobel in Emperor Battle for June. And on the same day in 1907, we have Joseph Gilbert Hamilton, the American Professor of Medical Physics, Experimental Medicine, General Medicine, and Experimental Radiology. Director of the Crocker Laboratory, part of the Lawrence Berkeley National Lab. He studied the effects of exposure to radioactive isotopes, which included the use of unsuspecting human subjects. Yes, people weren't quite as uh, concerned with the Board of Ethics back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, events of interest. On the 11th of November seventeen sorry, 1675, Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz demonstrates integral calculus for the first time to find the area under the graph of y equals f, Brackets x a function, whatever that means.
3: <laughs> it's a form. It's a form of torture without actually physically interacting with the person.
0: Yes, the the German man who caused immense suffering for millions of children.
1: <laughs> by that by that uh, by that logic, that this guy's worse than Hitler.
3: Well, I'm pretty sure he's caused more sleepless nights for children and adults alike.
0: To be fair, calculus has never killed anyone. Where, wow. at least,
3: not, not as really, a direct effect. Not that we
0: know about. <laughs> Though calculus is used in physics, and there is a guy who made a roller coaster that kills you, or at least designed it. So,
3: there you go. And you're talking about the area under the graph. The area under the graph is the death death effect for that roller coaster. So there you go. Okay. Calculus has been utilized in standardizing production-level murder, or euthanasia.
0: Anyway, on the same day in 1930, uh, Albert Einstein and Leo Szilard received a patent for their invention, the Einstein Refrigerator. It's a refrigerator with no moving parts, at a constant pressure, and requires only a heat source. In their design, they used water, ammonia, and butane. It's a really interesting design that you can basically have a flame and use that to cool down the... uh, Contents of your fridge. And they still use that these days in camper vans. In the same day in 1954, The Two Towers, the second volume of Lord of the Rings by Tolkien, was published by Alan and Unwin in London. The Two Towers being um, the Tower of Orphan and Isengard. This is where someone's going to remind me I've uh, just used two different names for the same thing. No? Okay. I was
3: going to, but I, I thought I'll let you get away with it.
0: <laughs> okay, so remind me, which ones are they?
3: Um, uh, well, it's uh, it? Isengard and is the tower. and I'm just gonna make sure I get this right. Isengard is um the White Wizard's tower, isn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah. Isengard's Saruman's Sar- tower and Helm's Deep is, is it No, Gondor? it's
3: Not Helm's Deep.
1: It's not. No,
0: because Helm's Deep's a castle. It's a tower. It's
3: the Helm. Helm's Deep is the um. Last Bastion for the Riders of Rohan Okay um, It's Sauron's Tower Yeah, Which as, The uh, name escapes me yeah, The name escapes me at the moment
0: uh, Actually, sorry, I just pulled up the um, Baradur Yeah, I just pulled up the uh, Lord of the Rings wiki Orthanc is an alternative name For the Tower of Isengard uh, Sauron's Tower is Baradur huh. That's it Come
1: on guys <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm shocking with names like, I I could picture it I, I knew the name I just couldn't actually get Get it out It's one of my regular shortcomings I apologise
0: What doesn't help is that <laughs> there's about three different names For it because um, Tolkien was just that good That he came up with three different languages
3: Yeah because It had a different name in, for, in the dwarves and a different name in the Elvish, a different name in Orkish, and a different name in common for um, Sauron's Tower. So it actually had like four or five names, depending on which language you looked at.
1: Mm.
2: I found out something interesting the other day, that um, Tolkien was actually in a writer's mastermind with
0: um, C.S.
3: Lewis. Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they used to write letters to each other, and I think... Uh it's commonly accepted that there's a bit of inspiration swapping going on there. Also yeah, so I, I didn't
2: realise that, so that was I found that really interesting.
0: Yeah, I think okay. they even uh, some of their letters are uh, debates about religion because um C.S. Lewis is Narnia is very thinly veiled allegory for the Bible.
3: But um here's an interesting thing. Um one of um our all time favourite heroes, Christopher Lee actually met um, Tolkien at his pub Wow! in Oxford. Did you know that?
0: No. no, no. I, like There's so many stories about Christopher Lee, but I never knew that one.
3: Um, I actually posted up, I, I found a, an amazing video. I've actually posted it up on our Facebook page where it talks about a lot of the different things that he did throughout his life. And, yeah, one of the really cool things was he actually managed to meet um, Tolkien. So yes, not only was he, and he was also um, actually he actually studied fencing in high school, or college, or whatever, and was first in his team. So he's sword fighter is, is actually Christopher Lee is actually he's a he's a, a true he was a true sword fighter.
0: And there's the story like he was in the special forces during World War Two. Yes, and there's the story that he would um on The set of Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson was talking over a scene with them, and he's like, And then you get stabbed in the back, and you go, Uh, and Christopher Lee's just like, No, Peter, that's not how it sounds. <laughs> I <laughs> and still he's remember in a metal band,
3: and he was asked if he could, uh, he was also, um, friends with, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy who wrote the James Bond novels, um... Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. They were were apparently good friends, and Fleming actually wanted him to play the part of Dr. No in the movie. But he didn't tell the producers about it in times, and they had already cast somebody else. So then later on he got to play the part of Scaramonger in The Man with the Golden Gun, and he played it completely different to how it is in the book. In the book he was supposed to be an Eastern European thug, but Christopher Lee came out and did it so that it was more of a... Evil version of Bond because it had to have that class.
0: I wonder if um, so I wonder if Christopher Lee and Ian Fleming served together.
3: Um, I can't remember where it said that they met, but the video is on our Facebook page and it goes through a lot of the bits and pieces. Yeah. So yeah, and one of the fa- one of his um coolest lines that he ever said, he was being asked if he could tell some of the stories of what he got up to when he was in the when he served in the military because he was he was also um, part of the original SAS team in North Africa, in case you didn't know that. Um, someone said, was asking him about it, and he goes, can you keep a secret? And they said yes, and he said, so can I, and walked away.
1: <laughs> uh, interesting news about uh, Christopher Lee. Uh, his mum uh, married Harcourt um, George St. Croix Rose, a banker and uncle of Ian Fleming uh thus became Lee's step cousin
3: that's how he met him right, okay i yeah. did talking about people's day.
2: parents again dj <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: uh
1: yeah so he
3: was also related, he was also related to charlemagne
1: huh.
0: yes which is the topic of the uh the metal albums that he did yes so obviously uh, while we're on the topic of parents uh christopher lee's parents were quite clearly one of them was a spy, and one was a um, a dark wizard, which is how Ian Fleming got his spy stuff, and how Christopher Lee got his dark wizard stuff. <laughs> That's the logic, isn't it, DJ? Nah. <laughs>
1: You're talking sure? about the wizard,
3: talking about the dark wizardry. Um, apparently, he had over. He was rumored to have um, one of the largest collections in the world of um, uh, that sort of gear, like. Um, Grimoires and everything like that. Apparently over 20,000 items in his collection. Wow.
0: I'd love to take a poke around his library. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so it looks like our last um, event of interest for this week. On the 11th of November 1961, Molotov, Malenkov and Kaganovich were expelled from the USSR's Communist Party. All lived mostly quiet lives from then on. (laughs) Although it's important to know that the Molotov cocktail... When you drink alcohol, it warms you up on the inside. The Molotov cocktail will warm you up on the outside. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Communism. A very, very flammable mixture. No, it's not so much the communism that's
0: flammable.
3: Yeah, it's the highly potent alcohol or fuel that's been set on fire.
0: Uh, uh, That seems to be all we have for this week um congratulations to jessica for winning the bag of holding uh thank you sean for joining us for this recap i think sean's having some computer issues there he's been thanks
1: thanks
2: guys sorry yeah it's uh dropping in and out at the the moment uh so don't know what's going over here but thanks again for having me on
1: yep welcome brother
0: thanks for joining us Uh, have a good one guys see you sean so uh dj can you tell us where to find us
1: uh, they can find us on Facebook. Um, they can find us on Twitter at N Amalgamated. Um, we got a Facebook group as well. We also now have an Instagram page as well. So uh, head on, head, head on out there and uh, check out our happy snaps. And um, they, they can also email us at nerds at gmail dot com. And uh, that's about it. From where they can find us. Oh, and they can also find us on that's not canada.com where we have an archive of our old, um, old episodes and all of them will be on Spotify, Stitcher and iTunes.
0: And you can check out the uh, Flew From Papa and, and Then They F, the podcast, which we mentioned tonight.
3: Yep. And also uh, all of our merchandise.
0: Yes, including the, uh, the travel mug and bag that we included in the bag of holding. So that's all we have. We will see you next
1: week. See you guys.
3: Remember to look out for each other, take care of your souls, and stay hydrated. Be root.
1: Hi,
0: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.